4: Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio Radio app at FSR, or stream us live every day at youtube.com/slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox
3: Sports
1: Radio. What up, Dan Patrick Show? Fox Sports Radio with uh, Rob Parker. I'm Doug Gottlieb, filling in for Dan. Dan, ads boys are off this week, so you got a, a cornucopia, a smorgasbord, a potpourri of uh, talented fill-ins the rest of the week. So glad you could be a part of the show. Of course, we're broadcasting for the Mercedes-Benz Man Cave. Um, got a lot of stuff going on, uh, Rob. Uh, I want to talk. We'll talk some All-Star Game coming up. Kind of the debacle that was the game. And uh, we'll talk some second half. I want to hear the,
5: your take on that. I can't wait because you being a basketball player and aficionado, uh, for you to was watch awful. that. Yeah, it was awful. It was awful. I mean, the
1: only thing worse than the game being awful, and I know we were going to get to it, Like, let's let's just the only thing worse than the game is is like Shea Gildas Alexander is sitting there after the game in a in a mink in a fur coat, right? And he was like, you know, if, if they asked him, how do you fix it? Well, you know, if they, they gave some more money. I They're like, I just. Dude. So, so now here's the you want to know the, the real problem with it. The problem with it is there is no more entitled athlete in sports than the basketball player. And I, I can say this first from firsthand knowledge, you know. Um, I mean, I haven't bought a pair of sneakers to play basketball in since I was 12, 13 years old. And I was, I was good. Okay? I was really, really good. I was not ever Shea Gildas Alexander or any of these other guys. But the, the, the entitlement that exists is because it is created at a very young age where everybody who is any good at basketball is given everything. Just given everything. And, like, again, NBA players, the NBA All-Star Weekend is to grow the sport to grow their own personal brands. And oh yeah, by the way, they get contract bonuses and they get bonuses. I'm sure from their apparel deals and their shoe deals as well. And this this whole idea of like, yeah, I played and I'll do it and I play hard, but you got to put some more money because there's never enough money. Never enough money. They make generational wealth. Like, like, uh, wait, I'm going to, they just, the mentality is they're doing you a favor to be there. And that's, the pro- that's why the NBA, by many people, is despised despite the fact it's, the be- it's probably the best sport going in terms of the international talent, the overall talent league, how the league is a lot more watchable because it's a lot more spread out, a lot more skilled. But a lot of those comments, they just don't sit well with people, nor should they.
5: No. If you're a fan, uh, and, and I-, I give people credit. Because to buy NBA tickets and hope that people are playing, and we're not talking about, Doug, buying a bleacher seat at Yankee Stadium for $22. We're talking about paying big dollars. I got my my, my brother, my nephew, and my brother's son all coming to L.A., and what do they want to do? They want to go to an NBA game. Sure. Of course. I had to buy tickets, and they were hell uh, expensive, okay? Like ridiculous. Okay, so, wait, so just give people
1: sense. Like we all do this. They they all think. I mean, like, look, I can call it a favor. No. And go to and go to a, and go to a Laker game, but that's two seats, and even right. those two seats. And like, I have, you know, like my best friend on uh, on Earth in in sports is Miles Simon. He's the head coach of the G League Defenders. So if I ask Miles, like, hey Miles, can I get some tickets? Like, yeah. Like, well, I can buy them for face. Like they don't. Right. Like, the Lakers don't. Okay, so. So
5: you had how many people in town? So, so it's going to be three with me, so four of us are going to the game. It's going to cost me about $2,000 to go to the, the basketball game. And and can you imagine, and Doug, you have kids, but your kid wants to see a certain player, it's their birthday, it's Christmas, whatever it might be, that might be their Christmas present, and these guys don't feel compelled to play and uh, they want to, you know, rest or they listen and, and then they use, well, the science says we shouldn't play these many games and we shouldn't play back to backs and all this other stuff that people have been doing forever. Uh, and, and, and I just don't think it's fair to people. If you want to do that, let people go back to the box office and cash their tickets in and get their money back. But see, that, they won't do that. And, and I think that would change everything. And my other thing, Doug, if you want to fix it, because I know the commissioner talked about it with the state of the NBA and how do you work around, you know, load management, I, I would want something like baseball. When you're injured, you got to go on the 10- or 15-day disabled list, right? you got to miss 10 days or 15 days. If you miss a game, you got to miss three more after that, the next three. And and if you start doing that, teams will have to really be honest on whether or not they can do that and have their star player miss twenty or fifteen games because of the extra three that go if you're just taking a day off. That makes sense. It makes total sense. Does that to me. make sense to you? It it makes absolute sense to me.
1: I don't I don't know if it if it works. You know, it's like you had the commissioner of the NBA saying, like, ah, it's, you know, people make a big thing. There the NBA falls back on. Uh, NBA fans, okay, are a lot like Knicks fans. Okay, stick with me for a second on this one. Okay, so the argument against making changes to uh, teams, you know, sitting players is the argument against it is, is is hey, if you thought everybody hated it, how come ticket sales are up nationwide? Now, I have the reason I, I believe I know the reason that why ticket sales are up and I'll get to it in a second. Uh, but 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 it it's basically like forever for the Knicks. It was why would they field a more competitive team if the Garden is full every night? Right, right. It's like, yeah, I, w- would I like to win an NBA Finals? But okay, the reason that they re-signed Carmelo Anthony when Phil Jackson was there was like, hey, we got to have we got to have a marquee guy to sell tickets. We can't just build organically, and then ultimately you get to year five. Like that doesn't work in New York, and Knicks fans didn't. They care, but not enough to ever not show up to the games. And that's really the NBA is the NBA sitting there going like, if fans really cared, why do they keep buying tickets? Now, I don't think the fans are actually buying that many tickets. I think that's the secondary market. The way it works is the second you offer up tickets to the public, the, the you know, the the, the Stubhubs of the world, they buy them all up for resale. And, and you know, they jack up the prices to make up for when their tickets are unsold. Uh, that, that would be my, again, that's a working hypothesis.
5: Yeah, I, but, I but, don't disagree with that because I think a lot of fans are disgusted as what's happened. And as you talked about for the All-Star game, it is about, this is a part of the job. Like, it really is to sell the game, to be on this grand scale stage with all these great players. And you're not supposed to be like, well, what is the best part? Who was it, uh? Was it Jokic, or I can't remember who said it. Uh, what, what's your best part of the All-Star game? Or was it Luka? He said, uh, it's uh, Sunday when I get to get on a plane and go on vacation. Oh, thank you. Nice. I mean, really? Yeah, they don't want to do it. They, they don't want to do it.
1: You know? Shocking. Sh- but, shocking. Uh, no, I, I I think it's... I would say that there's a certain portion of guys that don't want to do it because the game and everything has become a joke. You know, they're not into the... You know, to being the runway model and all that other stuff, right? They they, they want to play hoop or they wanna wanna break. You know, the problem is that all of this stuff, it's like where the NBA players, this is where they don't get it. You know, all of this stuff has value. And if you're a if you're a TNT and you spent all that money on the NBA, and you're like, look, we, we have Mac McClung. I mean, thank God for Mac McClung, who is a YouTube sensation but to not have anybody else who's a legitimate NBA player, let alone NBA star, in the dunk contest. Like, man, Saturday night used to be the deal.
5: Big time. And,
1: and It used to be the deal because they'd have Jordan, they'd have Michael Michael did it three have, times. Three sure, times, Doug. Sure. Was Kobe in the dunk contest? Yes. He was in the dunk contest, wasn't he? Yes. Right? So it, it all started with LeBron refusing to do it, you know, not wanting to do it because I'm sure he didn't, he didn't want to lose. And he's a little bit more of a power dunker than a creative dunker. It wasn't earlier on in his career, but he got advice and financially it's worked out for him. But historically in terms of growing the game, it's not the, it's not for the betterment of the game, right? He should have been the dunk contest. So I, I I think that's part of it, but I just, the guys that don't get it. Hey, if you give me more money, it's because that's the answer to everything. And this is the generation that our generation has bred. This is what we've created. We've created a, hey, I'm not showing up unless there's a big fat check for me. And that trickles down to every level now in 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 the sport. Well, that, that's how it, it works. It's it, gross. It, the it, whole thing is it's gross. Because it, 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 the, the way it's supposed to work is, you, you know, you love the sport. You play the sport. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you make a ton of money playing the sport. And it just feeds off it. It's the old Michael Jordan love of the game clause in his contract. And this is it's it's become just and you're sitting there going like well you don't understand like no no i i understand i understand it's generational wealth that you're making and you already have it guaranteed and somebody asked you to at some point everyone in their job when you're making a good amount of money the boss comes in and says hey you want to do this little extra work you no i'm good I'm good. I, that's not how I'm. I, that's not how I'm wired. I don't think that's how well, you're wired. Well,
5: we wouldn't be doing this show. We already Correct. have our own shows. Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm like, working right, tonight right.
1: at seven o'clock. I'm working. I'm working today. I do a TV show at at ten Eastern on a ten Pacific Coast time on Stadium. Then my we start doing my radio stuff at eleven West Coast time, and we're live at twelve. Right. So we like. I'm with you, but I. But we also again. We're not the mentality of this new generation, which is give me a bunch of money and I'll show up and I'll do my job, but don't ask me for anything else because if you do, I'm going to want a bunch more money. But that's basically the mentality we've we've bred.
5: I agree, but I think Adam Silver has been a major disappointment uh, in where the league has gone. And he just seems to poo poo it like it's no big deal. And even like a guy like Steve Kerr, who I think is a, a smart guy, a conscious guy who I always felt like cared about other people, you know, even he dismisses it and and is kind of like, oh, well, yeah, I feel awful for people and just kind of like that's it. And and like not to understand or not to go back to, to life when, uh, you know, before you became a big star and you made millions of dollars, when you used to go and... And buy tickets and go to the Look, game. They're and all, and I, just, I don't Here's, a, here, here's, it's here's about the thing, the kids.
1: Here's the thing. They're all beholding. NBA players are super sensitive. The reason that most most guys are insiders, you know, don't tell you the real deal is their access will be cut off if they tell you the real deal of what's really going on, right? They they just are, and uh, and then coaches are the same. Right. You can't say anything. I even think Adam Silver. I mean, the truth of Adam Silver is I think he'll dry draw a much harder line stance in the CBA negotiations because everything he says outwardly is like pro player. But he works for the owners. I think that's just talk. I think the same thing with Steve Kerr, which is he's got to acquiesce to his players in terms of when they play, when they don't don't play. Because if you come out as you come out with a hard line stance, they cut you out. They, they cut you out, and it's and it's not worth the fight for them. Uh, and then they'll all tell you privately behind the scenes, like, man, it's the worst, but this is the way you have to do it. If you're going to be anti-load management, if you're going to be pro-owner, or even if you're going to push back and say, you got to do it in private, you can't do it in public, because if you do it in public, the players will quit on you. That's the reality of it.
5: No, I, I hear you. I mean, but it doesn't mean that... Uh for everything, And, I, and, I, and I'm not going to sit here and, and act like you're going to fall on a sword for every uh, every situation or circumstance. But some of these guys, to look people in the face, and I'm talking about, Doug, hardworking people who really, it, it's a big deal to go to a game and the money that they have to put out for one night and go and buy $12 Cokes and $15 hot dogs and all the other stuff that goes with it and then do people like that, at some point it will come back because people will remember that and people will stop. I'm telling you, if it wasn't for my family coming to L.A. and wanting to spend the night out, would I go spend that kind of money on a game where I don't know who's playing or what matters? No, I wouldn't do it. I'm telling you I wouldn't do it. Uh, So how much did you end up spending on on tickets all in the night? Like $2,000. $2,000 to go to a basketball game? And and who they play? They're playing uh, the Dallas Mavericks. So at least it's a a, a good team. But still, I... wait. Oh, so have, the game hasn't taken place yet. Yeah, Kyrie's not playing. Right. That'll, that's what's going to happen when that game happens. Kyrie, Kyrie and Le... Luca
1: won't play. Lebron yeah. might LeBron not play. Lebron might not play. Anthony. No, wait, Davis listen, won't listen. Play. These are the twenty-three most important games of Lebron's career. Remember that he said that. As oh, well. oh yeah. Was he talking he said... to
5: Anthony Davis or was he talking to himself? Who was he talking to? Talking i don't know to the He media? said the
1: twenty-three most important games of his career. Hmm. Um, all, all right. Here, here's what we're gonna do. Coming up. Coming up next. Uh, I, I want to get into this. The the Clippers and Lakers have new point guards. Clippers and Lakers have new point guards. Which will work better? Which will work better? Plus, Mark Medina joins us. We'll get a little in, into the NBA, getting ready for the the stretch run of the season. Where the players feigned like they cared and didn't really care at the All Star game. So now we're told they, okay, now we, no, no, guys, now we really care. Okay, now we really care. Does does D Lo work with the Lakers? That's the second opportunity for him to work with the Lakers. And Russell Westbrook work for the Clippers. That's coming up next on the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. (sighs)
2: Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may
0: apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
1: Doug Gottlieb, Rob Parker, and for Dan, Dan Ed's Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mark Bedino joins us momentarily. He's a Fox Sports Radio NBA Insider. He covers the NBA for NBA Media. Um, I do want to get to the uh, the some of the some of the thoughts on how to speed up college football. It relates to speeding up baseball, the speeding up of of some of these sports and and how long these games are are taking. Um, we'll get to that later on in the hour. Plus, the Cowboys apparently are intrigued by a quarterback. What 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 does that mean? For Dak, and we we have to at some point, Rob, have this discussion. I want your thoughts on uh, the the whole Eric Bieniemy now to the Commanders situation, and what you think of the fact that he's uh, still now a highly paid offensive coordinator. Before we get to that, let's let's get to the Lakers. They have D'Angelo Russell. This is D'Lo part two with the Lakers, um, and returns early are good ones. And then Russell Westbrook yesterday on a buyout deal signs. With the, or going to sign with the Clippers. Let, let's start with the Lakers. What do you think of the new-look Lakers?
5: Uh, maybe too little, too late. I, I'm not so sure. I, I On paper, maybe they're better. I don't know how long Anthony Davis is going to be healthy, and I don't know how long LeBron's going to be healthy. To me, those things are, are more important um, because those are the things that have derailed them. Uh, I don't know where you were, Doug. I'm guessing you thought – Westbrook, originally, when they even talked about trading for him, wasn't a fit. Most NBA people, I know when Chris and I were doing the Odd Couple, that before it even happened, we both said, it just doesn't make sense. It, 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 I don't think it's going to work, not as a second guess, but a first guess.
1: I said the exact same thing. I was actually uh, hosting my show, The Doug Gottlieb Show, which airs at uh, 3 o'clock Eastern Time, 12 o'clock Pacific. When, the, when that deal went down, and I said, I, I don't know what they're doing. This doesn't make any sense. Uh, you combine that with, you know, they let Caruso walk, and he would have taken less to stay as the backup point guard. And I just, I didn't get it. Um, I didn't get it from an X and O. Perspective, because Russ is not a good defensive player. It
5: was just but, big names, right? LeBron wanted a big three. He wanted a, a name guy. Is that what it
1: was? I, I don't know. I mean, you're know, supposedly, you know, he and Anthony Davis had lunch with DeRozan, and DeRozan thought that he was going to get the call. Instead, it was Westbrook who got the call. I, I don't know if it's because of their friends off the court, and Russ is people like Russ off the court, and you know, he probably had to convince, hey, I'm from LA. Like this is all I've ever wanted. Right. It, you know. But he's he's become a bad version of 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 himself. His style of play doesn't work in 2023. It's never really worked for a championship, and he's the third wheel on a team where he's ne- never comfortable playing without the basketball. Like the whole thing didn't work. I had no idea that the personality quirks in Russell Westbrook would be so bad. I had I, I had somebody in the front office. Tell me that last year was a complete nightmare. Last year, complete nightmare with Russell Westbrook. Complete nightmare. Um. So yeah, I mean, like it was a disaster, and I think they made the D'Angelo Russell deal just to get rid of Russell Westbrook. Not to, but uh, you know, this idea of re-signing D'Angelo Russell to a long-term contract, like, dude, everywhere he's been, they've been better when he left or when he wasn't on the floor. He's not, a, not doesn't have a reputation as a winning player you know I now maybe that changes playing with LeBron but he's not a great defensive player and offensively again he has to have the ball in order to do what he does and do it well and that doesn't usually bode well playing with LeBron who has to be the center of of most of your attention he likes to you know go play through Anthony Davis so I don't I, I think they're marginally better and I think D'Angelo will be on his, like Kyrie and all these guys, they'll be on their best behavior and be great citizens and teammates um, during this, you know, the, the, Until I the, the season. Until they get the deal, right.
5: <laughs> right, <laughs> well, but deal.
1: like, ultimately, it's the old Chris Carter saying, money doesn't change you, it makes you more of who you are, right? And it's and, like, Ky- like like Kyrie, like, if I'm Dallas, like, I wouldn't sign, resign Kyrie to a four-year deal. Two-year deal, maybe, you know? But the, again, the Lakers were in the same place as the Mavericks in that they weren't going anywhere, those weren't championship teams if they stayed. They weren't going anywhere. They weren't doing anything. So you got to try and change things up. For the Clippers, the Clippers were trending in the right direction. And now they get rid of Reggie Jackson, get rid of John Wall. I like some, But now you're going to bring in Russell Westbrook and, and Bones Highland to be your point guards? Like, I, I don't know
5: how that works. Yeah. I don't know how that makes sense. And and, and 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 I know we're going to get to uh, Medina. But real quick, I, I you got to figure that. They, they uh, talked to Westbrook because this didn't, wasn't a snap thing, and they basically had to say that, uh, dude, you got to know what your role is, and there can't be any issues, you know, once you get there or any kind of complaining. I, I'm, I'm assuming that has to be the only way that they would make this decision.
1: Let's get to Mark Medina. He joins us, uh, Fox Sports Radio NBA Insider, covers the NBA for NBA media. Um, how, Mark, how many suitors were there le- legitimately – for Russell Westbrook?
4: Yeah, I think really only two. Uh, I think the Clippers and uh, maybe Washington, but what's interesting about the Clippers is that as recently as this weekend, I was told from folks there that it was going to be extremely unlikely that Russell Westbrook would sign with them. But what changed basically – Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Ty Lue, the coaching staff, uh, convinced them to do it. Um, they're, they're kind of dipping their toes reluctantly into this. They don't see Russ as a third star. It's the complimentary role, and they sure. made those points clear to him and his representatives that the role's unknown. It depends on how well he plays and how well the rotations are with him. But, you know, while there is a recipe for some relatives to success because they had better shooters in the Lakers, they have better defenders so that can accentuate Russ's strengths and shield his weaknesses. The Lakers had these kind of conversations was with Russ when they signed him on board, that, look, you're going to be playing with LeBron, you're going to be playing with A.D., your role's going to change, are you willing to sacrifice? And Russ nodded his head, yes, yes, and yes. And then once it played out in real time, uh, he wasn't really keen on that. So as much as there has been made about, hey, he came off the bench, listen to Darvin Ham, you know, my eyes from what I saw throughout the this season, it was pretty much the same old hat of him not taking accountability for his mistakes, uh, and then getting frustrated when his minutes weren't what he was expected to do. Yep. So it's definitely a risk.
5: I agree, it is a risk. But do you, do you think he's looking at his NBA career winding down? What is this, five teams in six years or whatever it's been? I mean, like you keep, this is a guy who's a top seventy-five and a a, a basketball Hall of Famer and all that other stuff. Uh, and he's been bopped around like uh, like a pinball all over the league. And I don't, where does he go from here? Home yes. dinner, maybe a show? I mean, it can't be another team, can it?
4: Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, those around Russ know told me that he's ultra hungry to win his first championship and that he's willing to make those sacrifices to do so. But again, uh, this is the same old how with the Lakers. For all their roster flaws with how it was constructed during his time there, he didn't really do his part to show that he's all in. No one's doubting his durability, his competitive nature, but it's about how to play smart, not just hard. Uh, and so I think with the Clippers, they were willing to do this because it's not like they're investing $47 million in, in Russ as the Lakers right. were. This is
1: you know, a- he just cut him.
4: Yeah, this is a buyout candidate. Uh, traditionally, buyout candidates don't usually make or break a championship season anyway. If it doesn't work out, to Doug's point, they can just cut them. But again, the Clippers' struggles all season have had to do with these two things health and chemistry. And they were just on the upswing of finally finding that chemistry. And now you're trying to integrate a new player into the mix, as well as Bones, and Eric Gordon. How is that all going to work? I trust Ty Lue with making the best of rotations, but he's been the first to admit this season. It's been very challenging, not just with dealing with the unknown of when Kawhi and Paul George are going to be available and other guys because of health, but just finding the right combinations. And so this could be very combustible. No, it
1: it is. It's, it's really amazing that, you know, you got like 20 games for the Lakers, the Clippers, the Mavericks. So let's, let's get to the Lakers first. Um, they're sitting at twenty-seven and thirty-two. They're not even in the play-in game Good yet. Enough. Okay, not even in the play-in game yet. LeBron says he's the most twenty-three most important games of my career. Um, w- what's the talk around the league about the new look Lakers?
4: Well, I think that there's relative optimism that they can climb out of a hole, but the key word is relative. Um, The reason is Russ's departure, it's viewed addition by subtraction. The second reason is they didn't hit home runs in the trade deadline, but they addressed low-hanging fruit positional needs with better shooting, better playmaking with getting D'Angelo Russell on board, but they're not a finished product by any means. They're still not a great defensive team, even when you account for some of the rim protection that Mo Bamba can provide. Anthony Davis is always an injury away from this falling apart anyway. Um, but I think because there's going to be better shooting moving forward and be- better chemistry among LeBron, AD, and Ru- and D'Angelo Russell than they could have gotten with Westbrook. There is optimism they can make headway, especially because the West is still kind of wide open. Um, but, you know, this also has the recipe of the same old story that the Lakers had shown at the beginning of this season, where it was always up and down and a struggle just to get any sort of win. Well,
1: Mark, here's, the in- here's the interesting part. So- sorry, Rob, Rob. Here's the interesting part. Like, this could go really good or really bad in a hurry. Yeah. and We're, we're going to know four games in. They got Golden State, um, Thursday at home and Golden State needs to start winning games. They don't want to be in the play in game either. right? Yeah. They need to start winning games. You got Dallas on the road, Memphis on the road, Oklahoma City on the road, like the Memphis game. I mean, it, that is, that's the, like the biggest game for Memphis. The rest of this year is you know, they, they want to put the stake in LeBron's heart, Dallas. And like, you're going to know four games in, they don't go at least two and two, let alone three and one. You, you know how this thing goes. They return home, Minnesota, Golden State, Memphis again, Toronto, New York. Like, there's some winnable games out there, but if the, the returns early are bad, it goes bad in a hurry.
4: Yeah, without a doubt. And the thing about the Lakers is it's very fragile. I mean, they ended the all-star break on a good note with getting a pretty good win against New Orleans. Now, you know, without Zion Williamson, but with from a chemistry standpoint – I thought it was the best that the Lakers had played all season, particularly with how that dynamic would be working with LeBron, James, Anthony Davis, and D'Angelo Russell. It just felt like even with their first game, they knew each other's role. There is that buy-in, but it could very well flip the other way because of unknown availability. But I think the other point is, as much as they're a great offensive team right now, there's still a lot to be desired on defense. I mean, that game specifically against New Orleans, it looked like it was going to be a runaway route, and then all of a sudden New Orleans got back in the game because they just didn't play a lot of defense. So I think the interesting thing moving forward is that every game is going to be a struggle, and that is gives them some optimism that they can turn this around because they will be competitive in every game, but there's also the other side of the coin that they could very easily lose any single game on any given night. But I think when you take a big picture lens of this, Doug and Rob, is that uh as much as there's better optimism in Lakerland because of these moves, it illustrates my befuddlement, why didn't they just make these Moves in the first place before the season started. Like everyone knew Russ's warts and this idea that oh, if only they have time together with AD and LeBron and a new coaching staff, they'll unlock something. That that clearly didn't happen. And so, if they don't make enough headway, they have themselves to blame. That they almost essentially punted the first half of the season by not making a relatively equivalent deal for before the season started to address some positional needs.
5: No no doubt. Spot on on that cuz it didn't make sense they wound up giving up the first round pick that they were holding on to anyway. Uh just later on. Uh, let me ask you this. Were you in Utah for the All-Star uh game?
4: I was on load management.
5: Okay, so you weren't <laughs> Not th- by choice though. Okay, so you weren't there. Yeah. I'm just curious about a two things. First, uh, your thoughts on on Carl Malone being there and being uh, you know high profile uh, seem to you know there's a lot of pushback, especially on social media about him, uh, and also just the game itself. Uh, let's start with Carl Malone. Were you surprised to see him uh, being a part of the festivities?
4: I'm not surprised because you know look, it took place in Utah. Obviously, he's a very uh, important luminary when it comes to the organization and his contributions, but. You know, especially in this age where, you know, everyone's uh, past is revealed, I thought it was disappointing with how he addressed that. I mean, he very much downplayed the severity of it and, and tried to shoot the messenger when certain reporters were asking him And about. And, we, and
5: we should say for people who don't know, uh, you know, in his past, uh, he was, what, a 20-year-old student at uh, Louisiana Tech and uh, impregnated a 13-year-old girl who... The kid wound up making it to the NFL, being an NFL player. But uh, that was the story that, of of course, has resurfaced and was on the minds of a lot of people. And many people questioned the NBA on why he was invited.
4: Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I think that those questions are all deserved. And the point that I I was making is that it's disappointing that – You know, he wasn't being open and understanding why those questions would come to light well after his career uh, is over. And so, yeah, I mean, there's no way around. I wasn't surprised he was a participant, but there didn't seem to be any sort of remorse or contrition or just acknowledgement that, hey, he has to face the music about a very serious uh, situation in his past. As far as the game itself, yeah. Um, besides Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown going at it a few possessions, the game was very unwatchable. Um, it, was and that, it, it was terrible. It was terrible. And what's what's disappointing is that the NBA and the Players Association has already done things in recent years to try to make the game more competitive with the Elon rule, and I think that it 's helped, but it only it 's only helped in the fourth quarter. The first three quarters are still the you know caring more about the viral moments than competitive moments, and then all of a sudden people do care about the ending of the game, but ironically enough, unlike the last few seasons where it would get competitive in the fourth quarter because the game was so out of reach, you know you 're seeing uh, them just try to put it away with forty foot shots instead of just finishing the game and so the proposal moving forward i mean it's sad that you have to put all these incentives here and i don't think that that's the solution because they already have enough financial incentives but maybe put this uh rule for the entire game itself for every quarter or instead of instead of that each quarter uh, I mean, is who, I mean, the even, first even to win the, 11 or something like that
1: even the elam ending it was they just start. everybody's just chucking shots just to make yeah. it just to go just to go home I mean, it was, it was just bad. I mean, M- Mike Malone comes in and says, hey, listen, you know, and he, he goes through all the it, everything's great. The NBA is great. The celebration is great. Worst basketball game have ever, ever, ever been a part of. Right. Hard, hard to watch. Yeah. right. I mean, like, and that's how we all felt. Well, that's how we all felt. And then you have Shea Alexander saying, hey, listen, you know, you want us to play hard. How about throwing some more money our way? Like th- these, <laughs> these dudes, they, they literally don't get it. Like they don't, they don't get it. They don't care. They're making so much money now that, that you don't have, you don't need a a all-star game bonus. They just don't
4: care. And and here's the thing, Doug, I don't think any of us are asking the guys to play like at the game seven of the NBA finals of or course. like play intricate defensive schemes or play through some major injuries. So like in Giannis's case, I get it that he, you know, made a token appearance and that was it. But at least compete. At least uh, you know, put on a showcase for the fans. And a showcase should not be let's try to create viral moments that are cool for 20 seconds, put on a showcase that makes the game entertaining for the entire duration of a game.
1: Well, a lot of this comes from even in the off season, guys don't play anymore. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't, they used to all play at UCLA men's gym. And now, you know, Rico Hines has his runs, but everybody does, you know, one on cone. They're with a trainer. They, they don't play anymore. It's a completely different mentality Whereas previous generations, like it was just, you, you played to play, you competed to compete. That's just how basketball is, is played. And now it's not, Yeah, it's, it's just, it, it just isn't for many of these guys and I don't know whether they don't love it or they don't love competition, but it is a, it, it's a, it's a bad look for a league that by my estimation, Mark, you and I and Rob, we've all talked about it. I think the talent in the league is incredible. I think the players are incredible, but it does them a disservice with, the way in which they play in a, in, a, in a spectacle that is singularly designed to celebrate the sport.
4: Yeah, 100%. And I think the bottom line is we can talk about, hey, what uh, new things can they do to tweak the format or h- how the NBA can legislate? But the reality, this is always going to be on how the players handle it so that's where it starts how they approach the all-star going in how do the captains set the tone so you know guys like lebron james and Giannis and whoever else is on the team how did those veteran players kind of impact the rest of the group with the young guys um they, they should embrace this it's not again we're not talking nba finals but we're talking about the hierarchy of players and like who are the young emerging stars and who are still the veteran guys that are still the best in the league, they should use those times to then showcase one-on-one matchups and competitive moments. And I'm sorry, the Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum moments, they were cool for a moment, but th- those didn't qualify enough. That w- that was a very small sample size and even in those moments when they were going to one-on-one, um the rest of the team just stood and watched. It was dumb and it was dumbest,
1: so, dumbest, dumbest uh, to me it's just dumb, that's not ball. Yeah. Right? It's it's not ball. It's it's on, it, it's just not ball and it I, I I I hate it. As a guy who loves basketball, that's not basketball. Mark Medina. Mark, you're the best. Appreciate you joining us.
4: I appreciate you guys. It was fun.
1: All right. To come on to next in the, uh, on the Dan Patrick Show, what sports needs speeding up? College football? Major League Baseball? We'll get to that coming next.
3: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. <sighs>
1: Good morning to you, Dan Patrick Show on the iHeartRadio app and Fox Sports Radio. Of course, uh, also on the audience channel on uh, Sirius XM. Welcome in to you. With Rob Parker, I'm Doug Gottlieb. I I, I saw this from uh, si.com, sportsillustrated.com. Quote, high-ranking college football leaders have been reviewing four specific changes to clock rules, two of which are considered non-controversial, one that has garnered widespread support, and a fourth, that has some left divided. The non-controversial proposals include, quote, uh, one, prohibiting consecutive timeouts, icing the kicker okay. two, no longer extending the first uh, or third quarter on untimed down. If the quarter ends on a defensive penalty, Okay, the clock would be starting for the next quarter. The third proposal is uh, garnering wide support: that so the clock would continue to run after an offense gains the first down, except in the two, final two minutes of the half. In the more controversial fourth proposal, the clock will continue to run after an incomplete pass once the ball is spotted for play. So uh, the, the the big pushback, Rob, is that college football games like they used to fit in a three hour window and now they don't. And if you've ever been to a college football game, you combined the fact that the clock stops on incomplete passes and Um, You know, with the spread offense, there's a lot of incomplete passes.
5: Well, because you throw the ball more than when you used to run the football and the clock would be eaten up.
1: Correct. Uh, Combine that with all the reviews. Right. Instead, there's a review on everything. It's just the games take too long and um, it doesn't work for the TV people and it doesn't work for the fans in the stands because they were tailgating the entire game, you know, two or three hours for the – or maybe all day before the game, and though they sell beer at a lot of these stadiums, like, it begins to wind down, it it gets ugly and gets long in a hurry. So the idea is, like, hey, like, let's tighten the window here of how you play college football.
5: I think we have a problem with all sports in that people want – I don't – I guess – This is all I hear is about making everything faster, you know, like, hey, you got to have I'm waiting for the World Series to end on a pitch on a a pitch clock because somebody didn't step in the box or whatever and they call strike three on Shohei Ohtani and the World Series is over. Uh, Like, is that what we're looking for or we're trying to... uh, Make people stay in the box without it having to be a, a clock. I don't know football incomplete pass. You just want a running clock. Do we just want the game to be two hours, Doug? And the game is two hours, and whatever the score, well, whatever not the two, inning not is, two hours. No, I'm three, just saying three hours is. So just, we could just say it's a th- it's a three. The game starts at one o'clock on or noon on Saturday, and it's over at three o'clock, regardless to where we are in the game or what the score is. Is that no? Is,
1: no, it's not two hours. It went three hours. It's look. The NFL rules are. If for people who don't know, they the clock runs even on an incomplete pass or it goes out of bounds after the ball is spotted up until a point in the fourth quarter, and then it then it stops. Right? We all we all thought that it stops every time. Like that's not actually how it works. It does keep running, and that's what college football needs. I, I think a lot of this, honestly, replays slow it way 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 down. Like Where do you replay... want
5: replays? Have replays made the game better?
1: Uh, no. I, I can't. I, don't...
5: I can't. I'm with you. I can't say. Without question, that they get them all right because you still have a human element of somebody looking at it and determining. I don't know how many football games I've seen where I think, oh, this play uh, obviously will be overturned, and it's not. Or the idea, Doug, that um, you know, like they, they like, like they got to watch it forty times to get the call right. To me, if you have to look at it that long, right. you probably in, should let it stand. It's not indisputable,
1: right? right? By, by definition, indisputable. I mean, I had somebody who uh, who suggested and I thought it was a good suggestion that like even the viewing of the replays should be in real time. Right? If they, if you view the replay in real time and if you can't see if it's not obvious in real time, Right, in terms of the replay, I, I do totally, the super I, slow motion and you're like, wait, the ball hit the ground and it moved just a little
5: bit. And I'm 100% like, with you. And what are we and doing? Th- and you know what it is? The biggest one is baseball. Doug, when they slide at second base on a steal and they slow it down in a millisecond, the guy's a foot is off the bag for just a, right? Like you slide on the bag. You clearly beat the throw there. But he keeps the tag on you and your foot comes up just a little bit for a second or whatever in super slow motion. That's not what the rule was supposed to be f- for. Yeah. Well, listen,
1: I, I get it. I would say I would say that baseball's other problem is it's just inherently boring. Um, it just is. And uh, it, it is not meant really for 2000 and and part of the boring part to it is the best part to it which is like you can go to a baseball game and have a conversation with your kid it's and with the your best
5: quality time that people in I, this country I, I, spend I, with
1: anybody i i agree but it just doesn't marry with kids and their attention span and their desire to watch it that that's like baseball is easy cleanup we don't need warm-up pitches there's no other sport where you get to. Hey, hold on, let's stop everything. You get to kind of warm up on the field that you're playing on. We stop the game. That doesn't. That that's a that's a pretty easy one. All right, we'll, we'll try and fix the world of sports upcoming next, including, including. Does the whole league have something out against Eric enemy That's upcoming next. The Rob Parker, I'm Doug Gottlieb, it's the Dan Patrick Show.